We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 into 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. If we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. I figured it out, but we have a lot of fun at the same time. But part of the process to get that good is that you need to be grounded in reality. All right. Uh, we call this a hot effect podcast because, as Renee Descartes said, a life left unexamined is not worth living. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other jobs to predict successfully the outcome of football games, and monetize our time, make it the highest and best use of our time. We use decision science, return to the mean, probability theory. But in this podcast, it's about self-review, right? We use a little bit of psychotherapy. My wife's been a psychotherapist for 18 years. I've learned a lot. (laughs) You have to feel, you have to feel the shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation of making the wrong decision better identify and analyze any situation to get close to the truth. Elon Musk says that to predict outcome, right? The richest man in the world, Elon Musk, to predict outcomes, you have to get to the truth. But again, as middle class, upper middle class people, we do not have the resource Elon Musk has to get to the truth. But what we can do is get to the truth get as close to the truth as possible. It starts with you. It starts with us. You can't live in a fantasy world. You can't believe in the Easter Bunny. You can't believe in Santa Claus. Perception is 50-50. And then, you know, we're lied to uh, constantly. So you cannot be a legend in your own mind. You can't overestimate your ability to do anything. You can't make excuses for negative outcomes. You have to be accountable. You have to expect, accept responsibility. And you have to uh, improve whatever endeavor you're in by 10 to 20% by using the Hawthorne effect, right? And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, usually better for 20%. Uh, us, off the bat, we're in the 50s. But through this effect, the Hawthorne effect, we, you know, we increase 10 to 20%. In the case of last week, or not last week, but week five, we were uh, 14 and 2, 87.5%, and made 
$130. So again, we use business and financial concepts. We use decision science, right? We turn to the mean, I said. Probability theory, highest level, but probability theory is 80%. That's why that 87.5% number is so important to us. Another business concept is, all right, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And then after Scott talks, I'll get deep into the numbers. And then we'll get deep into the games. Chad's supposed to join us uh, in the middle. We're in the middle of it which is good. So we get different inputs so we can uh, get 80% this week. What are your thoughts, Scott, as we start? Was a was a strange NFL week this week, and it started right off on Saturday right. with the Colts game, which was highly strange. We would do – that game was going on as we were doing the college football bowl show, so – um, and it just continued all weekend. There's a lot of strange things that went on. Stuff that you could, nobody could ever imagine was going to hit. So, uh, so tough week, but you know we come back better and stronger than ever, ready to go next week. So, right. So, getting deep into the numbers, uh, baseline, right? So, fifty-two point five percent is breaking. Let me know if you agree with this, Scott. Okay. Uh, if you're consistently below 52.5%, you shouldn't be betting, right? Because it's, it's not a business proposition and you're not enjoying yourself. Exactly. What do you think? Exactly. Right? So 52.5% is the baseline. Yeah. Uh, been profiting from this last 15 years and does they have an MBA like I said in the intro uh, I have to use business and financial concepts to keep things smart and I'm a fiduciary so if I don't do something in the best interest of the public I get sued they try to take all my money and even worse for me uh, FINRA if you haven't heard of FINRA look up who FINRA is you should know part of your country but wealth managers know who FINRA is and it's government agency that if I'm not working in the best interest of the public, they'll come in here and they'll hogtie me, throw me down to the ground, come in here with U.S. Marshals and machine guns. Not for breaking the law, man, for making a mistake or not working in the public's best interest, right? So I use this as a platform to explain business, financial concept, and managing your money, right? So at the end of the day, you have more money. So in a business, 52.5% is break even. You can't break even. You need profit. You need margin on top of the 52.5%, right? The next step is 59%. So when you work the numbers, uh, different people have different ways of doing this. But my philosophy, the one I like, is let's say you're betting $1,000 a game. You have to hit consistently year-round. So for us, year-round is, and Scott and I kind of agree on this calendar. It's almost like the sports better, sports team calendar. You have NFL, college football. Then Christmas is when the NBA starts. Yep. yep. I, I used to bet NBA regular season games. I retired from it, really because I was making more money uh, NFL and college football. Yep. 
in the NBA is really wild. So I only start bidding the NBA. I start paying attention at Christmas. It's a game. Uh, Scott and I will have all the Christmas games for you. We'll give you picks on those games so you can make money that day. But except one. Except the Celtics. I'll do the Celtics game. I'll be you all do the Celtics. I'll do the other ones. Well, I'll, I'll do a couple of the others. Celtics now on my NBA pass. Um, yes, because you were 80% all the other games, 20% Celtics. They say 20%. You got to give your mind a break. You got to suspend belief and root for a team blindly. Yeah. Like you're rooting for your kids, right? But you can't do that when uh, you want to keep relationships. Scott's been married over 20 years. I've been married 20 years. To keep those relationships, you got to keep the money flowing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Survival is number one. Right, yep. so you have to have money flowing and just good vibes while you're watching the game. Your wife's out with a smile on her face. You're watching the game, and she's going to buy an expensive purse with it. Yep. Right. So, NBA starts Christmas. You got to look at things. I start betting. Already have you know update the spreadsheet. The Pac-12 basketball. Do I bet the whole NCAA, Kentucky, Duke? No. I only bet Pac-12 basketball and Big West basketball because the uh, Irvine basketball players are walking around here. Uh, it's only like 10 minutes from campus, so the Big West uh, and the Pac-12. As the year moves along in February, you'll see, oh, I've, I've seen Kentucky play five times. I've seen Auburn play five times. They play on Tuesday. Let me break that game down. And then in February... I start branching out into the other conferences. And then March is the NCAA March Madness. Then from March Madness, you go to the NBA playoffs. And then Scott's been helping me with the horse racing, the big triple crown races, not the fourth race at Aqueduct on a random Tuesday. <laughs> right? It's the major races. Why? Because there's more eyes on the major races and there can't be any funny business. There is funny business, but there's not as much as the second race in Aqueduct on Tuesday. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. 100%. So, that makes sense so far, Scott. Yes, it does. It certainly does. Okay, so... For the year, bless you. First year on the podcast, thank you. First year on the podcast, 64%. Second year on the podcast, 63%. Year three, we're 59.7. The first two years on the podcast, we were in the 60s for the playoffs. With Scott last year, we're at 78% NFL playoffs. So basically got even, money-wise. Mm -hmm. The better regular season, a little bit. Well, actually, four percentage points better regular season. Uh, but 13% better playoffs. Mm -hmm. Right now, this is why tracking is so important. Right now, we're at 59.9%. Last year, we we're at 59.7%. Right now, 60%. <laughs> but remember, that's the, that's the number you need to live in Vegas is 59%. Where's the air? What we want to do is be elite. We want a big house in Vegas. <laughs> Not just a nice condo. We want a big house in Vegas. Yep. 
in the league professional betters year round are consistently 70%. Right. But that's all they do. Scott and I have different jobs. We're married. But it's all they do is sports bet. And usually those guys uh, divorced. They're paying private school for the kids and they have a girlfriend. Yep. Stable but not stable. And all they do is bet all the time. So for us to get to elite status, having a more balanced lifestyle, or there's no such thing as balance. I think it's harmonious. So when you're making money consistently sports betting, as many games as we watch, gives us a more harmonious life with the wife because we're winning. We're at 59%. We want to get to 70%. Uh, we can get to the mid-60s by executing the system in all its details for the last three weeks. That makes sense, Scott? It certainly does. It certainly does. I mean, earlier in the season, we we executed very well in the last week or two, you know, one way or the other sides or unders, over-unders have, have not treated us well. So um, you got to go back to execute what we did earlier in the season. And I think that'll help us get to the mid sixties, high sixties to, to finish off the year, which, which would be good because it's, again, it's been crazy in the NFL this year. As, as everybody has seen, so. Right. So we don't make excuses, right? So that's what the Hawthorne effect is. You have to convict yourself. Uh, you know, like I said in the intro, you have to humiliate yourself. You have to really get into, that's why I have the 500 days of summer. And I'll have a clip of that. I'll have, I'll have it on the uh, YouTube and I'll have it links where people can watch that Gordon Levitt. We talked about 500 days of summer where he had a, we have an over opinion of our kids, right? Our kids are starting to get the most playing time. Uh, we overestimate how good we are, especially if we had some success. You overestimate your skill factor and you diminish that in probability theory, there's a 20% luck factor. So there's only up to 80% certainty something to happen. 2020, there was an 80% certainty that there wasn't going to be a pandemic. But guess what? It was a pandemic. So you got to factor that. So you have to differentiate when uh, it happens to me, you know, in business too. You have to differentiate. And this is why sports betting is so valuable because you can use it for business thinking to be better at business uh, going through the sports betting process we outlined. You did differentiate fact from fiction. So you get to the truth. Elon Musk says, you get to the truth, you can predict outcomes. So we want to get to as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. So you have to differentiate between bad luck, 20% factor, and bad pick, uh, for me, it's usually I didn't do enough research on the game, right? And then reading people, very important, and different, you know, differentiating things, right? Uh, and we last week we outlined the process Scott and I do for picking totals. So the fact that we did so poorly in totals means that 
we, we have the right process. We did not execute the process. So you have to admit when you're wrong. It's hard to admit when you're wrong, right? Because you're men, father knows best. But sometimes you're wrong and you have to admit it, taking emotion out of it to be effective moving forward, right? And uh, it's all about being effective and being effective consistently because that's what makes it a business, right? A business, something is scalable and repeatable. We can scale this and repeat it, right? And then, you know, Hawthorne Effect helps. And then, you know, uh, feedback we get from, you know, listeners. You know, you got listeners who are at the top of their professions making millions of dollars and they send me a message, Josh, can I make a suggestion? <laughs> By all means, man, you're the test for works. <laughs> Might not necessarily mean you know what you're talking about, but that's a, that definitely means I should listen to what you say. Right. That makes sense, Scott? It makes total sense. It makes total sense. You, you don't know it at all as a person. You never do. Take never an input. Taking input from other people is what everybody should do. But, not just not just uh, betters, not just fantasy football players, not just Putin, uh, Putin. manage. Yeah, and don't go into Ukraine right now. You got to get more ready. You got to get corruption out of there. You got to get your weapons straight. This is not the time to go to Ukraine. Wait a year, and let's get this corruption out of here. Let's make sure we have our planes straight. Let's get better maps for where we're going. Let's get better technology before we go into the Ukraine. Somebody should have told them that. Yep, exactly. And the other part of the detail in this podcast. We go slow, give you detail. The podcast we do on Wednesday will be a lot faster. Uh, you hit a good point, right? It's the Einstein point. Einstein was doing a final exam. <clears throat> and he told his assistant, hey, bring the final exams. The assistant looks at it. Top student for, in Einstein's class. He goes, uh, Professor Einstein, you're brilliant. You know, you come up with all these theories. You're one of the most brilliant math professors of all time. But can I make a suggestion? And Einstein said, yes, go ahead. He's like, uh, this final exam, right? It's the same final exam you gave last year. So all the kids have the answers to the questions and they're going to pass it down to the other kids. There's going to be massive cheating on this exam. Einstein, I know you're Einstein, but I think maybe you should change that. He's like, well, the answers have changed from this year to last year. <laughs> and in the NFL, the answers are always changing. So the same stuff yeah. you did last week, last year, might not work this week. This whole situational intelligence. Right. It's real intelligence. Right. So, to that end, uh, we started Saturday. Uh, we're breaking down college podcasts. Yep. College, we're uh, we're hanging in there. <laughs> we got two games today. Uh, I'll post those later on when I post this podcast. So we had started Thursday night, actually. Seattle, we got the pluses, plus three, we're wrong, and under 43. 
So big time of sports betting, as we talked about, is taking responsibility. I'm doing my due diligence, and I'm going on the San Francisco Chronicle, right? And the sports guy says, uh, Purdy, whatever his name is, which actually Don Benson knows the family and stuff, so very interesting. Uh, Don Benson was gives us the Ram knowledge. He was in the NFC. They say Purdy is not going to play. He's out. And Josh Johnson's going to start. So I based my plus three on the fact that I thought it was going to be a closer game. I actually bought it to plus four, but I didn't say it on the podcast. But about, about plus four, I thought it was going to be a close game because you got to think that Geno Smith versus Josh Johnson, the, the Seattle has an edge. And Josh Johnson coming off the street against Pete Carroll. So I'm chilling, getting ready to go, have everything set, get my beer, and I'm sitting, turning on a Thursday night game, and here comes Purdy out there. So I'm going to find that article. I'm going to send a letter to the editor of the San Francisco Chronicle and say, why did this person say journalism has changed? Because that's horrible journalism. Absolutely. No doubt. He should have said, uh, it's highly unlikely. Per my resource, this is how we work. I was in journalism, Pointer Institute. So I graduated yeah. from and Don Banks, NFL uh, Hall of Fame writer, mentored me as a kid. And then we had Michael Banks, who was, I believe, in the personnel department of the Rams. He was on the podcast, right? Because uh, good relationship built with the family, right? And if, so the correct way to say is, Purdy, per my contacts, per the people I spoke to, it's highly questionable that Purdy's going to play on Thursday night. Not saying the man's out and the Josh Johnson started. Now, I got to blame myself for that because I say, okay, because what? I know this, right? So to, to know and not to do is not to know. So I really need to internalize this. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe, and I know this for a fact, and I'm 51 years old, heard this as a kid, and as an adult, I know this to be true. Believe half of what you read and, re- and believe zero what you're told. <laughs> what you hear, believe zero. And believe half of what you read. And yep. then you got, you got to get corroboration. So I think it's it's bad pick based on that, but there's a little bit of luck factor involved because Seattle was in the game, and I could see them making it. should have scored one more time. Yeah. What is it? I think it was bad pick, bad luck, kind of 50 50. Yeah, I think it was 50 52. I heard the same reports that Purdy wasn't going to play. So you got Josh Johnson against Geno Smith, as you said. And then when I found out Thursday afternoon that Brock Purdy was going to play, my feeling was he's banged up, he's injured, he's he's had you know rough time. He probably I don't think he practiced much at all that that week. So I think what you're looking at is a situation that a healthy Geno Smith, a healthy Seattle Seahawks team against a banged up offensive team. No Debo Samuel, right. Brock Purdy less than 100 percent. George Kittle did nothing up until that game. Right led me to go with Seattle because I thought Seattle was the more at this point of the year, 
when you talk about more desperate teams, people are like, ah, you can't bet. Yeah, you can sometimes. And right. Seattle's at home on a short week, healthy, ready to go, running back is back. Right. Everything pointed to Seattle. And for whatever reason, Geno Smith did not play well. The Seattle offense did not play great. Right. And San Francisco's defense is pretty good. John Lynch had a game plan again against against Seattle. And they executed it very well. And they played very well. So I think it was a 50-50. I think it all started with not thinking Brock Purdy was going to play. And then even with him playing, he had never gotten ready on a short week. He had never gotten ready to play on the road. Remember, his first two games were at home. So he did not play on the road in a short week in a hostile environment against a Hall of Fame caliber coach in Pete Carroll. All that led me to pick Seattle. And so it was, you know, it was a little bit of a, a bad luck and a little bit of a bad pick. So I agree with you, 50 50. Uh, and John Lynch and Shanahan are hot right now, as far as. Yeah, they certainly are. Who, because at this point, you're like, okay, who wins the summer? Josh, we're talking about the strategy for the season, right? Strategy for the season. Uh, strategizing from week to week. Yep. Uh, they they've done a great job because this is this was really in the summer. This is the game plan they put in the summer for Seattle, a divisional opponent, which counts for two games. Yep. That's why they didn't have the Chicago game plan. They had a Seattle game plan. Right. Right. Because they don't want Pete Carroll looking at the Chicago game. They go, oh, okay, this is what these guys are up to. What they had there was a completely new game plan. And plug and play, like we talked about, you can plug any quarterback in there. Not any quarterback. But uh, uh, a quarterback with a decent from the neck up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anybody decent from the neck up, you can put in that system. Absolutely. Because uh, – Shanahan has a PhD in the running game. So whatever front, no matter how good your players are, he has an answer for you. So a really good offensive coordinator like he is, his dad went through Super Bowls. He himself as an offensive coordinator been to the Super Bowl twice. Good offensive coordinators, whatever defense you line up in, throw on defense. He's going to find the weakness in that defense and uh, a defensive coordinator, what he does is, okay, what am I going to give up? So whatever you're giving up, he feels he can beat you with it. He has evidence. He's been to the Super Bowl a couple of times. So he, he basically outcoached, outmaneuvered Pete Carroll in this situation. You know? And, again, lesson learned. Just because you read an article in a paper, San Francisco Chronicle is supposed to be Irreparable. Yes. Yeah, one of the best out there. One of the best out there. So they gave they, it from a journalistic standpoint. Uh, it was written incorrectly. Yes. But again, you learn, right? Because there's no excuses for not cashing the ticket, right? Especially for us on an elite level, which is 70%. 
And you, we're authentic and transparent. We have everything on spreadsheet. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and, and share part of this so we can go look at the visual of it. All right, here we go. So 52.5% is break even. Last week, we were 45.7%. It felt worse than what it was. Oh, it certainly did. <laughs> I, 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 I can make an argument that 70%, I enjoyed watching the games, so broke even with entertainment factor. But this is a cash flow negative. So out of 15 weeks, we were 12 weeks of profit. Two weeks we were cash flow neutral, was break even, and then one with cash flow slight loss. Mm -hmm. Which 12 out of 15, it's 80 percent, the highest level probably. Yep. And we're at 59 percent, which you can live in Vegas doing that. We want to be elite level. We want to be uh, win seven Super Bowls like Belichick, seven national championships like Nick Satan. We want to be on that level, which is 70%. But we're doing phenomenally well and a lot better than everybody else. <laughs> which means that's what you want to do. And we have an opportunity the last three weeks to learn from our losses and get, get that high percentage. But you have to learn from the losses. Yes, you do. Minnesota, the Colts. You're all over this. I mean, we were even talking about this on Saturday. Yeah. Second half line on the live stream. We gave people a second half line. That's why that 45%, right? 20% is casino games. So even at 45%, we're doing twice as good as people who just bet the slots and are playing poker, right? And we're only 7% percentage points from 52.5. Yep. It really, the important part of that second half line is that this is not 20%. If you're not experienced like Scott and I are, you would have been at 20%. But we make 20% to 45.5, we make 50 into 70, right? That's what we want to do. Uh, we got Minnesota minus four wrong, barely, <laughs> barely wrong. Could have been right. Under 48. Under 48 was a bad pick. That, that game was going over no matter what. That was a bad pick. Bad error in judgment. So we got, you got to pick that out so you don't do it again. That was a bad error in judgment. Don't do it again. Uh, that was going over all the way. Minnesota minus four. I don't know. Bad luck or bad pick? What do you think, Scott? Bad luck. Because Indianapolis scored 30 points in the first half, or 33, something like that. Their offense scored a one-yard passing touchdown. Right. Their defense scored twice. Okay. Then they kicked four field goals in the first half, I believe. That is bad luck. Indianapolis did not move the ball well on offense. Everybody said, oh, Minnesota was down 33 nothing." Wasn't well, because their offense, Indy's offense was was causing them problems. It was the defense, it was Kirk Cousins throwing yeah. balls to the Indianapolis Colts defenders, doing what he does. And then the second half, he looked like he was the the second coming of uh, Joe Montana. Right. To be honest with you, he he played phenomenal in the second half, and Minnesota came back and won the game right. by three. 
had they tried to score a touchdown, we, we'd, we'd have won the Minnesota side of the bet. But they didn't. They settled on a field goal to, to win in overtime. So that's bad luck. You can't, you can't uh, forecast turnovers. You can't say that they're going to happen because you don't know. And you, and sure enough, Minnesota, you know, Cousins throws two interceptions and they get run back for a touchdown. So, you know, that that's bad luck. The minute the, the side pick, the under over under pick is a total bad pick because right. both defenses are terrible. Both defenses were tired, especially the Colts in the second half as Minnesota kept going up and down the field, up and down the field. Um, and Indy in the first half, their defense was really good. In the second half, they were really bad. So right. I think the over-under was a bad pick. The side was bad luck. So it's a 50-50 proposition in terms of that. I agree. I, I agree. Uh, and, and I'm going to watch that game again. I'm going to watch the full replay again because uh, – it's very strange. There's no way Indianapolis with that big lead should have lost the game. I mean, <laughs> mathematically, physically, uh, you know, there's no way it should have lost. The, the saying is, the saying is, Indianapolis had to do 21 things wrong for Minnesota to win that game. Right. And Indianapolis did all 21 things wrong, and Minnesota won that game. All Matt Ryan needs to do is score one touchdown in the second half. One. I don't think he even needs to do that. What he needed to do was keep the ball in the middle of the field and keep the clock running. Absolutely. He doesn't even have to score anymore. Uh, remember, it would have helped, helped him. Miami are experts in that, right? Miami are experts in that. Twice yeah. in one game without scoring any points in the second half. Just right. running the clock. Right. And and here's the thing, okay? With eight, With five minutes left in the third quarter, it was 36 to 7 in Indianapolis. So right. Minnesota scored all those points in 20 minutes of game time. 20 minutes right. of game time. You know, Matt Ryan's been on the bad side of two historic comeback losses, Super right. Bowl and this game. And I don't know. I don't know if Indianapolis could ever recover from this because it was. Right. So you got to look at next week. Well, I'll look at next week, next week, because I, I haven't seen play. that Indianapolis game because I want to keep keep it disciplined, right? On what we were thinking and where we were off. Yes. To exactly. eliminate that. But I'm going to look at this. I'm going to watch the whole game and see what yes. the heck happened that they couldn't uh, do basic football you learned in high school. They're playing the Chargers on Monday night. That's the well, game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't we'll, know. We'll get we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get that tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Uh, Ravens plus four over thirty-seven. Uh, the Ravens plus four. I think that was bad luck. The over yeah. thirty-seven again. We were way off. We never should have. That was way off. It was this game was never going to get anywhere near close to 37. Yeah. Not because of weather, not because of everything. It's because it's almost like Horvath is trying to pull off a scam. And you can pull, fool half the people half the time. Yeah. But you can fool all of the people all of the time. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland did not win this game. Harbaugh lost this game because he. Is a one-trick pony. He just thinks one way, 
the way his dad taught him, the way Andy Reid taught him, he's not going to budge. You can't argue with him. He's won a Super Bowl, makes $7 million a year, gets his team into the playoffs. Others don't. But he has a whole mafia, whole industry tied behind him, right? Right, right. You mafia, a mafia family, you get a job as an assistant coach or a coach. Yeah. Other teams, much less certain, you know, athletic directors, GMs they have, their pocket. Uh, so he has a lot of structural things that help him make the playoffs at a minimum. But he loses games like this that he should have won. And then the other problem I think he has, uh, just stuck on himself, right? He was special teams coordinator for 10 years for Andy Reid. So Justin Tucker should not be the captain of the team. You know, so he asked Justin Tucker as the captain of the team, and it got so bad that Cleveland just loaded up on them because they knew they they were taking defensive linemen out. They're like, okay, uh, there's going to be a clear touchdown open. Harbaugh's going to go for the field goal. I need you guys here because we're going to load up to block the kick. And that's what happened. Everybody knew that, that he was angling for a field goal. And they blocked the kick. It was an easy block because they knew what was coming. They hit they, their punt thing had been on there. The, the kicking team had been on there already three times, right? So they knew they, and then being blocked. So Justin Tucker was one for three. That that usually does not happen, right? Yeah. He's usually three for three. We cover, and it's under 37. That was the pick. It was it should have been. The Ravens plus a four. I'll do that. Under 37. Under was the bad pick. The plus four with bad luck and bad yeah. coaching. Because, again, they should have gone for a touchdown early instead of putting too much pressure on Huntley late. Right? Yeah. I can't agree with you more. There's always that one game late in the season that the Ravens play that John Harbaugh is coaching that you stay. What? Huh? What is he doing? This was the game where you, where you could sit there and watch the game and say, what are you doing, coach? <laughs> what is going through your mind right now? You need to put a touchdown up on the board, and you'll win the game. He won the game with a touchdown early in that game. Oh, yeah, pass. Took, we'll take all the sales out of the Browns. Would win that game. Not easily. It would right. stay low but he would win the game and he just settles because he thinks Justin Tucker is the ultimate weapon for any NFL team in any game. He just says, okay, we're going to settle for a field goal. And a lot of times that's what's going through his mind. If we can just get a field goal here, we'll be fine. And sometimes you can't just go for a field goal and be fine. So yeah, I agree with you on the bad luck and the bad pick because the Browns and Ravens, don't really have offenses right now that that can put 37 points up on the board combined. And we, I, I should have seen that. I should have seen that. And I didn't see it. And, you know, I thought it when I was doing my research, you know what? Deshaun Watson's not playing well. Lamar Jackson's not playing at all. The Ravens are just going to try to go for field goals instead of touchdowns. (laughs) Exactly. 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 Quarterback. Huntley's a capable quarterback, uh, and he said he has all you know. And that's the thing, you know, because he also told me, "Hey, I have all this infrastructure set up." 
And I'm like, yeah, you do have all this, you know, kudos to you. But I think you probably need another good assistant. There's good people out there. Another good assistant that'll say, hey, this is a good time for a play-action pass early in the game. Take pressure off your quarterback, right? Everybody's packed in to stop the run. Let's do a play-action pass. Let's get a quick touchdown here. And uh, that's all we need. And take pressure off Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker was crying after the game. Yeah, you got a guy who's a successful. He's putting too much pressure on Justin Tucker. He is. He certainly is. Making him captain of the team. You know, oh, forsaking trying to go for touchdowns to go for field goals. <laughs> Making him the captain of the – it's because, you know, he's been a special teams coach so much for so long. Yeah. It's like a yeah. religion to him. He believes in special teams like a religion. Yeah. Okay. Right, so Steelers under 38. Uh, we'll go quickly here because I know you have to go. Uh, I saved Steelers under 38 with bad luck. That was an under game. The we whole had game. it. You just had a, a fluky things at the end here. Uh, the Panthers, I think I was looking at, I forgot which game it was, that we lost the total because the coach gets a field goal. Yeah. This, the coach, okay. This makes zero sense for me. Coach, with with 23 seconds left, the guy hits a 53-yard field goal, down by 11 points. So if you have not been able to score a touchdown the whole game, what makes you think you're going to hit a 53-yard field goal, get the onside kick, and then score a touchdown? Why not score a touchdown now? And if you can't do it, you can't do it. The patient died on the table. Right. We had we had it. It we had the game perfectly. Completely perfect. Right. Steelers money line. The game was under. It was under th- it was at 37. We had right. it. It was perfect. I, like you said, you haven't scored you scored one touchdown early in the game. You haven't done anything else the right. entire game. 55 minutes out of 58 minutes you did nothing on offense nothing when you're a coach you have to look at that and say we need a touchdown here screw the field goal we're going for a touchdown because you never chance yourself you never leave yourself the chance needing an onside kick and then driving 50 yards to score a touchdown against the Steelers defense it's not that good right now their secondary is not that good right now no. But still, you have Sam Donald, the quarterback. He has not led you on a touchdown drive except one time early in the game. I don't know what the coach was thinking, to be honest with you. It's bad luck on the over on the bad luck. Totally. Uh, Houston. Get a low Smith. Uh, we had so when you see overtime. That's bad luck. <laughs> you know how many think games going to overtime? So the total was 50, and some books would have gave this to us. Some books wouldn't. Right, right. Yeah. The that I, that I have, uh, don't do this. If it goes into overtime, it goes over, you lose. But technically, the game finished under 48 each. So technically, bad luck. It went into overtime. And, you know, Davis Mills had it career year now after he was benched his career on the line he's at least not see this is the way he's supposed to be 12 for 24 121 yards two touchdowns no interceptions 
He was a turnover team for a while there. Bad luck. Cowboys. You got the total on that. <laughs> let me let me or, just say one thing about the Houston yeah. game. Let, let, let's give ourselves a little credit here. Nobody had Houston against Dallas. No, and nobody no. had Houston against Kansas City, except for us. Except for us. Okay. We, That's why I have 45%. It's kind of deceptively good. Yes. We're yes. losses. We're not 20%. Yes. I mean, I'm not bragging about it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. Everybody said Houston was going to get blown out this week by Kansas City. Right. Except for us. Exactly. We, we said it's too many points. And it was too many points. So, so it's too many points. Kudos to us. It was craziness. Yes. It was plus 15. Yeah. You remember right now, Andy Reid is steady Freddie. Absolutely. It, all Andy Reid wants to do. If you're a better, this is what Andy Reid wants to do. Play the game, win the game, get out, no injuries. Right. He right. doesn't care if he wins by one or 31. He doesn't care. Exactly. That's all he wants to do. Right. Enough said about that. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let me ask this guy if you can hear on a pod beam. Let me know about the audio. And if you have any questions. Atlanta. Over 43. I say bad luck. I mean, another another game. See, the coaches, we got what the coaches want to do. Is it going to be executed? And uh, 43, the average score of an NFL game is 45 points. This was at 43 points. You would think division opponents playing themselves twice. Uh, there's a second meeting between the teams. They would yep. figure out a way to get over the 43. Yep. It ended at uh, 39 points. Bad lick or bad, or bad pick? It's, it's bad luck. It's bad luck. I agree. Defense, climate control atmosphere in a right. dome. Okay. You have the Saints... With Andy Dalton, they're saying they want to get Kamara involved right. even more. They don't right. get him involved more. Okay. Right. So the coaches were were not telling the truth in press conferences where they said they want exactly. to get him involved. They can't. And then they won't for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason is. They won't. Well, they don't want to think give, I said. Yeah, they don't want to give uh, give away information to the other team. Yeah. The one the one thing I did say was that Drake London the. Before the bye was a precursor, they would get him involved heavily. They did. He had right. half of their receiving yards. He had a lot of targets. They looked for him a lot of times. So they did get him involved. Atlanta's so, so, just got to score. I mean, Atlanta's got to score some touchdowns here. Start with these field goals. You, you, you've got a division race you, you're in, okay? Right. Be aggressive when you call plays. Don't be – don't whip out. You know, fourth and one. And you're punting the ball at around midfield. Stop, stop wimping out and, and doing that. Be aggressive. You have to be aggressive as a coach 
in the NFL. You cannot be passive. And that's what Atlanta is. Let's run the ball on first down. Let's run the ball on second down. Oh, it's third and seven. Oh, now we got to throw a pass. Don't do it on first down. Try it on first down. New Orleans was there for the taking, and Atlanta didn't do, didn't win. So to me, it just comes down to a little bit more aggressiveness, and they, they go over 43. Because right. they score another touchdown. They win the game outright, and they go over the 43. So it's bad luck. It's bad luck. You can't, you can never predict what a coach is going to do in this, this league. It's crazy. Well, you, you can, you know, you have to, you have to track them, but then you see them making mistakes, right? So he, yeah, this guy, he's trying to keep his job, right? Playing not to lose is losing. And I see a lot of this in the league, even Harbaugh, Andy Reid, they've been in the year, you know, they've been in the league for 30 years. So I guess I have to accept it at some point. Yeah. That all they're doing is sitting back playing basic football, waiting for other teams to make mistakes. And, you know, God bless them, it works for them. Even though I see an Andy Reid be more aggressive now, he's been in the Absolutely. league for 30 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the Bears over 48. Uh, the Bears coming off a bye, maybe they're going to play a little bit better defense. Uh, game finishes at 45. Uh, I would say bad luck. I mean, how can you not think this game is not going to go over as bad as the Bears defense has been playing? They traded away their best defensive starters, going against a 13 and one fake football team. I could see them going 15 and one, 16 and one, and losing first game in the playoffs. The, yeah. the, the Eagles. Uh, Hurts is running too much. Hurts ran 17 times. I mean, that's way, way, way too much. And look at everybody that's gotten hurt. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, uh, Josh Allen's hurt. All these guys are hurt. Josh, add him, add him to the list. He's hurt. He's hurt. He hurt his shoulder. Right. He's hurt. Yeah. He's Throwing hurt. shoulder too. So all what these you, guys are all hurt. Yeah. Hurt that, that was one of the reasons that this did not go over. He got hurt and he looked like a different quarterback. Philadelphia would have put 35 on the board if right. he didn't get hurt. But he got hurt and he stopped running and he and he stopped uh, he stopped throwing really right. good pat. First half he was great. Okay. Second half, it didn't matter what the Bears did. The Bears were at 20. They got to 20, which I was surprised they got to 20. If Philadelphia gets one more touchdown, we go over and, and, and it hits. The reason it didn't go over was because Jalen Hurts got hurt. He, he runs way too much, and now he's hurt. So guess what's going to happen now? He's going to stop running as much, and that's going to make him a totally different quarterback down the stretch here. He might not even play this week. That's the rumor that's going around. He's not even going to play this week. So, um, you know, we'll talk about that tomorrow night more. But um, for today, I think it's bad luck. I really do. So we got four bad picks. Uh, I think it was bad luck. An argument can be made that our score of an NFL game is 45. The yep. finish of 45, and the total is 48. Chicago coming off a bye with a defensive coach. Yeah. So you can make a four-and-a-half bad pick. Mm -hmm. yeah, that uh, the Lions, our score of an NFL game is 45. Uh, we thought it was going to go over 44. They ended up scoring 37 points. I see that. That's our fifth bad pick of the of the week. Yeah. Because uh, the game's going under because 
uh, Wilson is not an NFL quarterback. He's a high school quarterback. He certainly is. Even though he did play well this game, he played played he pretty deep. 35, 50%, which I would like to see that percentage higher. Yeah. The pro- this is the problem. This is why he did not play well. This is my opinion. Right? Let me know what you think. The reason I think Zach Wilson did not play well, he's 18 for 35, 317 yards, 9.1 yards per pass completion, two touchdowns, and one interception. When you play, I want to play it safe. I'm not going to take any chances at all. Conservative, put it on the defense, special teams, field position. We're going to be very conservative. We're not going to take any chances. You cannot, you can't even commit one turnover. You're exactly. So that one interception, and they lose 2017. The, the reason they threw it 35 times is because they're running back at hurt. Yeah. Okay. Bam, uh, Zonovan Knight. So to me, that changed the game plan tremendously. I think it's a bad pick with the Lions Jets over. Because Jared Goff on the road is not very good. Right. He, he's average at best. Zach Wilson, who had probably one of his better games as an NFL quarterback, but the stats you just read prove out that he wasn't as good as everybody's saying he was. Why right. everybody's saying he's good is because he threw for 312 yards or 315 yards. That's why everybody's saying he was, he was good. And he wasn't that good. 18-35 is just barely 50%. And you throw in one interception. In one interception. Yeah. So he wasn't, he was for Zach Wilson, he was decent. For an NFL quarterback, he was not good. And, well, look at golf statistics, right? Yeah. 23 for 38, 252 yards, 6.6 yards. And that and then we're old, right? We know business, we know strategy. And and with an assist from Rachel Rob. Yeah. What touchdown? Zero interceptions. That's it. There, so there you go. Meeting, that meeting they're having Wednesday, like we have a meeting, the Lions are going to have a meeting. Yeah. And it's going to be Ben Johnson, Jared Goff, and Dan Campbell. And they said, okay, Garrett Wilson starting this week. Let's do what the master strategist, Bill Belcheck, did with the Jets. Yep. Play conservative and wait for this guy because this guy. He's like Derek Carr, which we'll get to that game. He yes, will, will guaranteed make one turnover or a mistake. Yes. Yes, exactly. Just wait for it to happen and we'll win 2017. That's what happens. If Mike White is a quarterback, the Jets win that game. Right. Easily. 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 But because Zach Wilson, the, the high school quarterback, starts for the Jets, they lose the game. He doesn't, right. he doesn't get his stud wide receiver involved either. That's another thing. Right. You, you can't have any confidence betting the Jets. No better can have any confidence betting the Jets the rest of the season. They play in Jacksonville Thursday night. Nobody can have any confidence with them because of who's playing quarterback. Zach Wilson. Right. No, so, it, 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 unless uh, Mike White's playing. And it's all ego, right? It's all ego. The general manager picked them. So they're doing everything possible. They're tell- they, believe me, they did this last year. They're telling the doctors not to clear Mike White. Exactly. Because the owners are like, what, Mike White? He makes 500000 Free agent kid? 
we're going to play him over the guy we gave $50 million signing once? And no. Doctor, don't clear Mike White. Tell him he can't go out there. We can't. We Mike can't White's ready it. to play. Mike White's ready to go in. We I can't make the playoffs. You know what? I, I'll say this, and anybody can disagree with me, and you can send me a, a tweet on DM on Twitter. Yeah. If Mike White was a Jets quarterback, they'd make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. They would. 100%. Zach Wilson's the quarterback. Jets aren't making the playoffs. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna lose. They're not making the playoffs. Right. So if anybody wants to disagree with me, send me a DM on Twitter right. and, and uh, tell me why. That well, you think right. that. Yeah, that's so, the thing. Yeah. So that you know, that's using this information moving forward. Yeah. So yep. that pick on the end. So that's five bad picks. Yep. Uh Denver and the Cardinals. <sighs> Uh, Denver is like, I'll look it up, but the, you know, it is week 15, but I would say they're 13 and two towards the under. I uh, pr- pretty close, pretty close. And, and the total is 36. The game ends at 39. I think that's bad luck. This is, you could see, you have to think, what do the coaches want to do? Right. And both coaches, you know, those air raid, they're playing, um, what they're doing is they are playing safe. Everybody's doing this. I don't know why, because it's COVID here, or they think this is the way they're going to win. This is how Georgia won the national title. I don't know. But every team is just playing vanilla. Let's run and let's wait for the other teams to, to make mistakes. That's how we, we'll win. Trace McSorley is better. The Colt McCoy for that offense. I don't even know why Colt McCoy even comes in. But he threw two interceptions. Uh, McCoy through one, and the Denver defense is lights out. Yes, yes. Um, that the, is the thing that saves me from maybe saying, "Hey, this game's going to go over." Is what happened, right? Uh, Arizona scores a meaningless cut. Two things, right? Rippin playing better than uh, the Wilson 20, 21 for. Uh, 21 for 26, uh, 7.6 average yards to play. Yep. One touchdown and one costly interception. Yep. But when you're playing that safe, only 6.6 yards uh, uh, average, you can't throw can't, an interception. Can't. Can't. I don't care who you are. You can't. So that's you why can't. they came over, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Denver's defense is lights out, okay? Right. Yes. Colt McCoy, Trace McSorley are not good quarterbacks at right now. Right now. They could be better. Okay. Colt McCoy, maybe not. But Trace McSorley with reps and game time and all that other stuff, he right. will right. be better for sure. I have no doubt about it. But when you throw a pick, when you're trying to play safe, and this is the this is the, the new thing in the NFL this from this week is let's play safe for most of these teams. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot turn the ball over. You can't do it and expect and expect to succeed. And this was bad luck because this was headed under 36 without question. This was headed in the mid twenties, to be honest, it was not getting to 36. What are you getting close? And because of the turnovers, it got over the 36. And then, so to me, Turnovers are a bad luck thing. Just like in the Colts game, it's a bad luck thing. It just is. You know, you can't count on them. You can't say they're going to happen. Bad luck. 
hundred percent. And that's what happened in this game. Turnover, you know, right, yeah. touchdown goes over because of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred percent agree. That was bad luck versus bad pick. Yeah, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six total we got wrong picking the over. This one we got wrong picking the under, but it was bad luck versus bad pick. Absolutely. Uh, Pat's money line under 46. Oh, God. I'll let you have that one. You're all over that one. You're oh. up there. So, okay. <laughs> I agree. Ryan Clark was on ESPN last night, okay, because yeah. I, I watched the Packers game, stuff like that. So I listened to what he said, and I agree with him. This is the worst coached Bill Belichick Patriots team ever. 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 Going back to Cleveland days, we had Nick Satan on the staff and Rod Dahauer as his offensive so if you, Right. If you listen to Belichick after the game, somebody asked him why he didn't just throw a Hail Mary into the end zone. His response was, my quarterback can't reach a 55-yard end zone pass. He can't throw the ball 55 yards. Belichick he says this. Yeah. I, he, I, he must be hurt. He's Alabama. Yeah. He must be hurt. So you run a draw. Oh, no, first thing. Raiders throw a touchdown. Derek Carr played like junk the right. whole game. He was right. terrible. You throw a touchdown to, to tie the game. The guy is out of bounds. The guy is out of bounds. Okay. Right. So that ties the game. You're at midfield. You run a draw. Okay. Right. Gets 30 yards out of the draw because the Raiders are just poor tackling. They, right. they stink tackling. Right. They're off okay. So he pitches it to Jacoby Myers, Stevenson. Right. Okay. So instead of Jacoby Myers going toward the end zone, he starts running backwards. <laughs> he throw, tries to throw to Mac Jones. Got to right. be the slowest guy in the NFL or attempts to throw it to Mac Jones. <laughs> if Mac Jones catches that ball, he's going to get tackled right away. As soon as he catches it, he's tackled. Chandler Jones is standing off to the side in the Raiders logo. Jacoby Myers doesn't see him. He catches the ball, says, thank you. Mac Jones is standing there. He puts a stiff arm up, and he's gone for a touchdown. Stupid play. Stupid. It's stupid. So it's bad luck on both for us, on both, because if that touchdown that was out of bounds does not call the touchdown, win the game, number one. And it's 41. Okay. Now look, he's running backwards. Where are you going? Where are you going, buddy? Right. <laughs> You're running towards your end zone. Gone touchdown. As soon as he threw it, I knew it was gone. I knew it was gone. And it's Chandler Jones, the guy who used to play for the Patriots. He was drafted by the Patriots. See, now watch him. Where's he going? Where's he going? Where is he going, buddy? <laughs> well, what kind of a tackle is it? That's that's what now now you say that. Mac Jones is hurt because I know he knows how to tackle. Oh, absolutely. No question in my mind. So so somebody on another show said I'm that point if you're hurt. That's why you and I age, right? Yeah. If you're hurt, leg weapon. It's a 15-yard penalty with no touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, the game's over, right? Well, yeah, the game's over. Well, no, it's a defensive penalty, sort of. So the game's not over. Yeah. So so here's the play. It's a draw, okay? He's running. There he goes. See, he's running in an open. He goes to a Raider. 
Where's Jacoby Myers going? He's going backwards, and you throw you throw to the slowest guy in the NFL. He's the slowest guy in the NFL. This is the problem, right? There's a lot of problems here, right? That the Patriots are going to have to look in, right? Because there's a lot of problems going on here, right? Belichick's lying. He's old now, so I don't mind him lying, but the lies he's saying are stupid. Yeah, he's saying that they just ran a draw. And then he wasn't supposed to do that. He looked like he was doing that from the get-go. He was doing hook and ladder. Right. He looked right. like he'd do it from the get-go. So right. I'm disputing, based on the evidence, which to what I see, direct evidence, what I saw, I'm disputing that that was just a drop. I agree. I agree. Because somebody told him something, Joe Judge, the uh, – uh, tight ends coach who's supposed to be was supposed to be the play caller. See, Belichick doesn't Chris, look somebody bad. told this kid this is a hook and ladder. Give it to Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Because Belichick's yeah. saying that wasn't supposed to happen. Right? Right. Because because here's here's the deal. Okay. He he gets the ball. It's a draw. Gives him the ball. Instead of running where he ran, if he ran the other way, it's a touchdown. He right. scores a touch. There's nobody on that side of the field. No. So you run that way, and then you cut back yep. and go the other way. See, look at it. Now, if he cuts back, he's he's going to score a touchdown because because they're all pursuing to that side. Right. And then they must have told Jacoby Myers, hey, throw it back to Mac. Mac can throw a pass to somebody else, and we'll score a touchdown. Mac, that hurt. Mac is hurt, man. He's hurt. That's why I, I seriously think this week that they're going to give consideration to put Bailey Zappi in as quarterback. Because I think Mac Jones, by him saying in the post game, Mac Jones can't throw 55 yards. That tells, agree, I agree with you. Tells me he's hurt. He's hurt. His, his shoulder. There's something with the shoulder that's just not right. And this is important to your point. They're showing here. That's why they're showing that right now. Yeah. How the Raiders are lined up. So the Raiders go pursue the ball. And like you're saying, all this part is wide open. Yeah. Because, because watch, as you run it, when he gets to about the, I'd say the between 45 and the 40, if he cuts, now look at all these guys. They're, go, they're going that way. There he goes. He cuts about five more yards. If he cuts, it's one-on-one against one guy. It's one-on-one. If you beat him, you stiff on him, you're going to score a touchdown, game's over, you win. Right. Okay? But he just kept going. And so he must have been coached to lateral the ball to Myers, Myers should have ran forward instead of backwards. Because look at his behavior, right? Look at his behavior. Right now he's not touched. He's already turning around. Yeah. This is he's a, already been told this, you need to lateral. This is, all, this is a drop play and uh, just go down. We're going to go forward time. He's yeah. already turning right here. Right. I mean, he she's lying. He just wants to get out of there. All right. Plus, my, plus, there's three Raiders guys around Myers. So Myers has to go toward the sideline right. to catch the ball. And then he's running back. Where are you, go- where, where are you going? You're running backwards. Don't okay, run so, backwards. So who knows what's going on with Jacoby Myers, but he's been there for a while. Yeah. yeah I know from high school that I didn't, you know, I didn't play football in high school. I had friends who were football players. Well, you just learn it. You go where you're blocking it. So here's your blocking. There's five guys right there. Five guys in Patriots uniform. He's going away from his blocking. 
Your quarterback's hurt, so why are you throwing it to him if he's hurt? Right. And the guy's standing there waiting for it. He just catches it. And then, I saw this, and then I saw this tackle. He didn't even try to tackle him. He just stood there and let the guy step on him. And that's he not Mac Jones. Yeah. Jones. He's hurt. He, absolutely. Absolutely. It didn't dawn on me until I listened to Belichick in the press, post-game press conference. Somebody asked him, why didn't you go for Hail Mary? And he said, oh, my quarterback can't get it 55 yards down the field. So you're hurt. He's hurt. There's no other way to put it. He's hurt. If you if your quarterback can't get it 55 yards, put the other guy in. Put the other guy in. Throw it, throw him there. And this and is he, the other problem, too, right? This is supposed to be professional football. Yes. People are not getting the bang for their buck. Everybody playing vanilla. You know what it reminded me of? And I, I'm sure you could appreciate it. It was the final four. Kentucky against UMass. With yep. so much talent on the floor. You had Cal Perry and Patino control fix. The game was 55-54. I'm like, come on, man. With all this talent on the floor, this game should be in the 80s. Yeah. Guys yeah. NBA guys who could hit all day. All right, remember, so that, that game. And remember that, early in the season what Kentucky and UMass did, 96-81 or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just. This is what the, the Canby days and stuff like that, where he has yeah. serious talent up and down. In, you know, yeah. That's what the NFL is doing. So last three, Chargers, over 47, control environment, bad picks. So that's six bad picks, Yeah, I think. Uh, that was an under game all the way. We were full because both teams have horrible defenses. But – Exactly. Again, playing vanilla, trying to protect the defense, keep people on the sidelines. The Titans are all about that. But that was under. That's six. Two different coaches. That's six. Uh Tampa Bay and the Bengals. Another bizarre game. Tampa Uh, Bay dominated that game in the first half. Dominated it. And in the second half, Cincinnati dominated it. It, Again, like you said, weird game. Weird game. Weird, Weird game, and I think big coaching mismatch. Yes. Zach yep. Taylor uh, took Todd Bowles to the cleaners in the second half, second half adjustments, communicating to his team. That tells me uh, that Super Bowl, as a coach, as a head coach, not offensive coordinator, as a Super Bowl, uh, you got to give Bruce Arians a lot of credit. That's the yep. third Super Bowl Bruce Arians won. Todd yep. Bowles, zero, except as a defensive coordinator for Arians. Is, it, is this the first time we've said Zach Taylor outcoached another guy? <laughs> I haven't said that. Hey, I've, well, he, he's, a, uh, you know, with assist to Andy Reid and John Gruden. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but some yeah. learn better than others, but we all see it. LaFleur. Oh. Let me tell you, something. I was very impressed with Zach Taylor in the second half. He did a nice job getting that team to play. So, and a defensive coordinator, too. The defensive coordinator, good fight. And McConnell's the same thing, right? And, and McConnell is, is a, a Gruden guy. Uh, both Kevin O'Connell and Zach Taylor, both basically the same guy, right? Yeah. Look the same. White guys look the same. Both mentored by the same people. Yep. Mentored by John Gruden, McVeigh, Shanahan, all of them, the same people. Both defensive coordinators, they picked the guy who had been a position coach in right. the NFL for more than 20 years 
and now they give them a promotion. They don't even care about the money. They got money. They've been in the NFL for 20 years, got right. money saved up. Great King. They want to be a defensive coordinator for the first time. And both first time defensive coordinators have to be in the league for 20 years. Yeah. And those guys are doing a great job. It's just an anti- cheap, right? Cheap teams. How do I hire a cheap defensive coordinator? You, you, that's who you hire. Somebody who's been yeah. in the league for 20 years and hasn't had an, had an opportunity. I'll give you the first shot. I'm not going to pay you. You're going to be the, the least paid. <laughs> right. Higher than a position coach, but you're going to be the least paid defensive coordinator in the league. Like, and, I don't care. I've been doing this for 20 years. And to be honest, the, my mind has changed on Zach, Zach Taylor the last two weeks, 180 degrees. I, yeah. He's done a nice job the last two weeks. I, I think he's finally starting to get it and put it together. I know they won the Super Bowl. Uh, they went to the Super Bowl last year. I, I get all that. But I think this year more so coming off a loss in the Super Bowl, you, right. you need to coach better and more ferocious coaching. And I think he's done that. And I give him full credit. My mind has changed on him 180 degrees. So. Yeah, you know, bad bad defense, bad offensive yeah. line. Still bad defense. defense. Still bad defense. So that's six bad picks going yeah. into uh, last game we got wrong. Washington. So Washington, we said Washington money line <laughs> over forty, and I think that both. Both the Patriots, you know, and in a way, more you get into the week, it felt bad in the beginning. But once you get into it, and it's good to feel you sort of should, you got to feel yeah. bad. You got to be happy all the yeah. time. You yeah, you do. It's not normal. You do. You, you have to take yourself down, look at reality. So you're not living in a delusion. You're fact based. You're not no magical thinking, no biases, whatever. Yeah. You have to be that way in business. Uh, this is the epitome, right? So two games were the epitome. A bad luck, twenty percent luck. Okay. The Patriots, because the Patriots had Patriots money line. They had the game one. We saw the craziness. They did. They did. And then very clear. Now Goodell sent a very clear signal with the refs. Now remember, the refs have a fiduciary responsibility to the league. That means that the refs' job is to make the league money, yeah. not call plays correctly. You say, "Oh, that replay was clear," and they went to the replay, and they still. Got it wrong. They got it wrong on purpose because it's not about getting the call right. It's about making as much money as possible for marketing reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Because Schneider running his mouth saying the NFL's a mafia, that uh, Goodell's like a godfather, that all the NFL owners are criminals and corrupt. By Schneider saying that, which we say it. and getting almost Goodell in problems. Uh, Goodell sitting there lying to Congress. He didn't lie to Congress. He obfuscated Congress. Yep. Which, uh, I'm not a lawyer or anything, but if it was me or Scott, we would have been charged with obstruction of justice. <laughs> right. right or wrong or whatever. Josh, but, I'm podcasting you from my prison cell in, in Attica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm by the other prison cell. I'm using my one hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the refs are totally against the commanders. Yeah. Right, they scored a touchdown. They, literally, we covered this game. We covered the 40 damn points when they scored a touchdown. The man crossed the plane with the ball, no whistle, no nothing. Crossed the, <laughs> somehow it was not a touchdown. Um, then uh, 
Heineke, Heineke throws it in the end zone. The guy's tackled in the end zone. And the ref doesn't call it. Right. Right. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. First of all, Washington was on a nice roll going into this game. Okay, the Giants were were not playing well at all, not banged up. And I agree with the tweet that you sent out into, into our group that Washington's not going to get a call anymore as long as Daniel Slant is the owner. Right, and if, right. you, if you guys don't believe that, just listen to what Josh just said, the circumstances that, that led. That's pass interference, tackled in the end zone every single time. Every right, single right. time. And it wasn't that time. I wonder why. I wonder Blayton. why. Blayton. It's almost like the league sending a message. Guy crosses the end zone, playing with the ball. With, with the ball, no touchdown. It's not a touchdown. So there's two touchdowns that should have happened. Would have got to the forty. We would have. We would have either pushed or just barely got over. But we would have got over. We win a home game against the Giants because the Giants aren't any good. You're saying Josh? Exactly. Uh, the Giants are eight five and one in the playoff picture. They're not a good football team. So uh, all right. Low. Agree with you there. Okay. Again, DM me on Twitter. Who have the Giants beaten this year that is any good? Okay. Who have they beaten? Their early season schedule was weak. They took advantage of it. Their schedule has become tougher. They've lost, lost, haven't won four straight weeks. Right. They played Dallas, Washington, who's pretty good, who's good defensively, they're good. Offensively, they're they're average to a little bit better. Okay, they haven't beaten anybody. Right. So to me, this game was a fact that the referees said, "Oh, it's Daniel Snyder. Let's screw him. Let's find a way." But it's not illegal. You can no. do it as long as long as you know as long as it's not proven that hey, the referees you know which you can't prove. You can make bad calls in a game. That's right. legal. You can make bad calls. And the referees made bad calls. And it cost Washington the chance to go to the playoffs. When Daniel Snyder sells the team because the first round of sales is, is happening, it'll be a different story. And remember, Goodell's a lawyer. Yep. Right? Yep. And, you know, I hire attorneys for my clients. I'm the one that hires the attorneys, different types of attorneys, set up the whole team with accountants, sometimes for ethnic accountants. Yep. Yeah, I get a lot of good feedback from lawyers. That's the best part of it, right? You get a lot right. of feedback on how they think and stuff. We're doing it for years. Goodell's a lawyer. He's changed the designation of the NFL from a sports to entertainment. You got to remember, you look at Vincent Mann. Yeah. He got kicked out of his own company for – he's been screwing the secretary – He's been screwing it. And I know this uh, direct evidence, right? So anything I say is direct evidence, go to court, put my hand in front of a judge. How do you know this? What you saw? So I've seen this with my own eyes. Uh, Vincent Mann has been screwing guys and girls, right? He's a big weirdo for decades. Yeah. Yep, he has. And who's his best friend, Roger Goodell? And they say, you're, right, you're the average of the five people around you. So the fact that both companies change the designation the same exact way, you'd think there has to be some collaboration since they're best friends, they know each other. Yeah. When I saw Goodell drunk with a couple girls over there in Vegas, <laughs> like Roger's having a good time. Uh, so that's, yeah. So 
I don't, I don't feel that bad about that one at all. I was laughing. No, I don't feel bad about it either. I really don't. They have tickets. They have our strategy helps you have enough money to bet in the next week and learn from your mistake. Don't make the same mistakes again. So we're, there's six mistakes we are not going to make again. But like uh, we always said, you know, things change from week to week. So new things will come pop up that we need situational intelligence for. But one of the reasons we are at 59%, you can live in Vegas with that. And now uh, setting up the foundation to be 70, 75%, which is the uh, elite level of sports betting, right? Is because we track our mistakes and don't do them again and it improves our performance. Hawthorne Effect, I'll, I'll include a link to that. It's straight out of the book, straight out of the MBA academic school. Uh, you improve your performance, and everybody does it. Belichick does it. Does he listen to it all the time? Who knows? So they all do it. They call it right. self-scouting, which is you're supposed to do it on the Bible. Except for cheap teams, right? Uh, Miami and I think Minnesota uh, told the league they did not want a buy because they didn't want to play for electricity. You're talking about billionaires not wanting to pay for electricity if the building's not being used. So you thought, oh, Josh, oh, just conspiracy theory about travel costs. Really? This is right out of the horse's mouth. They don't want to pay a professional football team does not want to pay the electricity on a building for one week for a bye week. Absolutely. If it's not being used. Absolutely. <laughs> you tell me they, they're not squawking about travel costs with billions of dollars involved? You know, it's my dad, and we'll close with this. Let me know, close the dots. When my dad's 90, and uh, I remember as a kid, he was like, you know what? They've already won. So they think differently than They already won. They don't care. Fans care who wins or loses. Owners, and most of the times, I hate to say it, they don't 80% care. of the players don't really care if they win or lose. They don't care. They don't care. You worry about the money. Right. Right. And we use it to monetize what's going to happen, right? Teams, teams not putting in max effort. Uh, again, all teams are now, okay, let's let's play as safe as possible. We're going to run our offense, take advantage of an opportunity, a mismatch if we can. Otherwise, let's play it real safe, and let's just wait for other people to make mistakes. But the Giants are 8-5 doing that. Coach is making millions of dollars. Andy Reid making millions. Harbaugh making millions doing that. Uh we're reporting. We're we're really literally on this guy. You and I are reporting the news that people don't want to do. We're reporting, telling people from the ground, guys who are keeping their wives happy with winning high winning percentage sports bidding on these games. Yep. We're reporting what we see with our eyes. And that's how you pick games. You see with your eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'm gonna hop off after these final thoughts. So I gotta go right. to my, my other job. Everybody have three jobs, and you have to three. What's your final first, thought? First of, all, first of all, I know people will be here tomorrow night, but just if you're not, if you can't be for whatever reason, Merry Christmas, have a happy holiday. Number one, um, number two, um, I have a feeling based off of this episode that we're, we're really going to have a really strong week this week yeah. coming up, and I, yeah, I yeah. think that. You know, Christmas Eve is going to present Christmas Eve games because there's Saturday games this week. So don't forget that is going to present a whole new slew of problems going into the Christmas holiday 
So right. when I do my research, when I get home later tonight and early tomorrow morning, I'm going to focus on that fact that's going to be in the back of my mind, Christmas Eve games and, and what teams are thinking and uh, what teams are not thinking. So, um, again, happy holidays to everybody. I will be here tomorrow night. We'll all be here tomorrow night, we hope. Yes. Um, ready to go. Ready to go. Right. And I will see so, you all tomorrow night. Yeah, Action Sports. You don't have to pay him a thousand dollars, right? You do not have to pay him a thousand dollars. Just listen to us. We do enough, more than enough, what you need for research. And Winston Churchill said, "You make your living from your labor, but you make your life for what you live." Gives. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one don't cost eight hundred dollars, and that cost two hundred. And I don't know what that cost. I'm just shitting the work. That's why I'm wearing the shoes and roll my butt, and I can't live with these sometimes.